Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Anomalous Radio Network. I am your host, Eddie V. It is so good to be back. I'm sorry, everybody, that I've been going away for a while. It's the holiday and work calls and just been doing a lot of stuff. But I got a great episode for you guys. This one might be one of my most difficult episodes. If you probably already seen the title, but um, today I'm going to be asking, does Nintendo deserve to be criticized? There's been a lot of problems that um, Nintendo and a little kind of a lot of faults that they have made, little, you know, things, problems that they have. And we as gamers, you know, we, we like to be a little bit snarky, a little bit shady, but we like to be critical of different companies and stuff and because we have so much love or people do have some love for nintendo they feel like their criticism is justified and some people who really criticize them really sometimes go off the deep end like to the point where they hate them as a company that they believe that they should not be making games and the games they do make are just for kids and not for them. And if console people feel like that, they know the they know business better than Nintendo themselves. And so I, I'm going to I'm putting this out to you guys, and I really want you guys to follow me on this journey because, like I said, this one is kind of going to be a difficult one for me. But I I, I really I want to cover some things, and hopefully you guys you know ride along with me and really enjoy this. And if definitely if you have opinions. I'll give you more information because I do want to hear people's opinions about this. And if you are critical about them, what kind of things do you say about them? But let's start from where it all begins. I'm going to start with the Nintendo 64. Now, I'm not going to jump into the 16-bit era, era or the 8-bit era. I know we should include that, but for a lot of gamers, I believe that a lot of changes about Nintendo kind of started with the Nintendo 64. Um, during that time, uh, the Nintendo 64, where we known it as Ultra 64, was staying as a cartridge where PlayStation, um, one of Sony's, uh, you know, systems, uh, that was going to be for the Super Nintendo before Sony and Nintendo's, uh, partner, um, you know, distanced themselves away from each other, lost their partnership, um, they de- they decided to go cartridge. They still stayed as cartridge for the Nintendo 64. Where Sony, like I said, went PlayStation. So it was easier and to produce uh, games. Because the most of the games would be on CD. Where cartridges were still costing a lot. Um, during that time, they were losing third party to PlayStation due to cost in the memory storage. So, um, if you look at Final Fantasy VII, a game that could have been on the Nintendo 64, really ended up on the PlayStation because it was able to tell a better story, a bigger story, and do uh, uh, CG, uh, CGI for you know for the cutscenes and stuff. So they figured that if they were, were going to spend all this money, they shifted their way to PlayStation. And this kind of all, this really ended up the business deal, um, uh, deal, dealership. Um, it ended up the business partnership with Nintendo, um, you know, Square Enix or Squaresoft at that time didn't come back to Nintendo almost to, 
I believe the uh, to the Wii era. Uh, it it may have came back on GameCube, but I think the yeah it did come back on uh, uh, GameCube. Well, did it come back on GameCube? It it may have did. If not GameCube, it did come back in the Wii because of Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles um, was there. Uh, so I mean, and it, it actually took a while for them to come back to Nintendo, and you see how their partnership is now. But we'll address that later. Um, the GameCube, you know, transitioning from the Nintendo sixty four. So the GameCube not having a DVD player or organized online structure. You know, Nintendo wasn't feeling online at that time. They felt like it wasn't right. You know, it it was kind of still limited at that time. You know, we didn't have broadband for some, um, and we still had dial up. And the only game that did show up uh, that I think for the uh, GameCube was Fantasy Star Online which also showed up on Xbox Live. Uh, and, of course, Xbox, you know, that's Microsoft's uh, system, they were in the PC era. So they knew how to run an online structure, uh, where we know it is to now, uh, where we know it now as Xbox Live. And kind of like PSN took a little bit from that. Um, Nintendo still doing their own thing, um, but not as big as Microsoft and sony because I, I feel like this with nintendo pushing online features you know they'll mention it as a function but they know that you know it's about the gameplay and everything else that's in the game that really matters yes it's a benefit if you guys want to play locally or if you want to play with friends online you know for the challenge for that game but you know they want you to get mostly that enjoyment within the home by playing the game so they don't really focus on the multiplayer aspects of their games and stuff which some people will also criticize too um the design of the gamecube itself a lot of people didn't like that it looked it um uh, uh like a kid's toy with a handle you know some people call it it could be considered as a murder rep and it, it looked like a bunch of laffy taffies thrown together uh but the gamecube i i love the, the sleek design it was small um it did the mini disc uh it still played you know great games like playstation 2 and uh xbox 360 or xbox uh, uh, the regular xbox you know um not saying that it played their games but it, you know they had a lot of titles on the gamecube that was as good as playstation 2 exclusive or xbox exclusive um and it was silent you know you barely could hear the fan um had a great intro screen and stuff like that so um and then you have four players all once again on connected to the box so you didn't really have to uh, wait online you know if you really wanted to challenge your friends was going to come over you guys were going to do smash you guys was going to do mario kart double dash um you know you you were going to do nba like you were going to play games within the confinement of that living room or or basement or whatever so you know you couldn't rage quit or anything like that you were stuck there you had your controller and you were going to be playing that game um the first model of the ds was clunking going on to the one of the handhelds uh you know we enjoyed the uh game boy the game boy advance people still playing their game boy sp um the 3ds now and the ds Lite now are better uh 
versions of themselves, even with the new 3DS, you know, they're better versions. But the first model, the DS, was clunky and, you know, it didn't have no good backlighting. So people, like, kind of complained and believed that the PlayStation, um, uh, not the Vita, uh, the PSP, uh, PlayStation Portable was going, was a better system than the DS and kind of find out once again that the support for the PSP dwindled away quick when uh the DS became popular uh, you know it was a great system for Phoenix Wright a great system for um Mario games a great system for uh role playing games and stuff like that like in you know the touch f- uh, functionality for the casual players like really brought them in and it just made Nintendo buku bucks like the Wii it made them <laughs> buku bucks but that first model we people we complained that it was just like this is a kid's toy and it doesn't offer anything but it took a few games from nintendo and bam look where it landed and history for video games um and then a lot of people are you know criticizing their new direction of gaming um when they went from uh you know just video games and stuff um they decided to get away from that. And yes, they did casual for the week, but they were just like, we're now, you know, we're a toy fact where, you know, we make toys and we make video games. We make entertainment, you know, they consider themselves as an entertainment company now. Um, and they just don't do what Sony and Microsoft do. You know, they're not all about the violent shooters and, you know, thousands of exclusives and we're this and we're that. They they care about the gamer. They care about the player and just be like, we just got want you guys to have fun. And we feel like that fun will reward us with profits. Now, yes, not all games are fun. Some people had a problem with Star Fox Zero. Um, I, I still have it wrapped up. I know I need to try it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to trying it. I've just been busy with other games, but I know when I get to that game that it might have its problems, but it's going to be, I feel like this going to be fun. And if that's Nintendo's direction about all being about fun, that's something that I personally have to give them props to. Um, but people, a lot of people say that's not enough. So just like just those things are kind of like where it all begins you know with the game with the cartridge um the new business direction the gamecube um and now you and the reason why i didn't say we um uh, is because that you know I, I have another section dedicated to we um i know a lot of people are kind of upset that the we brought in you know casual gamers and uh raggle um raggle yeah, but a waggle, but you know, it kind of changed the video game landscape. It changed the idea of what people thought of video games, whether it was for good or for worse. It changed that viewpoint. And when a company like Nintendo can do that, like I said, whether it's good or bad, there is going to be some criticism. And whether you like it or not, you kind of got to admit that this added more gamers to the industry. It kind of helped people understand what video games can be about, not what video games are. So, uh, when I come back from this break, we're going to get more into the Wii. And I'll be right back.
So let's talk about the Wii. <laughs> we like the name Revolution better. Nintendo turned into the casual market instead of catering to dedicated fans. So with the Wii not being as powerful as the PS3 and the Xbox 360 during that time, people felt like, well, this is two games stuck together. But you kind of got to admit that, the, like I said earlier, that the Wii brought in a lot of a lot of new players, uh, young and old. Now, some people say because it's you know it was for kids. You can't admit as an adult you were having fun playing Wii Sports. You were having you were blown away by Super Mario Galaxy. Um, I know that uh, there was a cookie cutter of like of garbage games, but you know it, it opened up people to be like, hey, you could get a you could finally find some gems from some online companies and stuff like that. Uh, uh, they changing the playing field of video games and although there were profit in the market, hardcore gamers didn't and don't want to claim it as a success. And the reason why I, I put that down and I say it, uh, say it like that is because when a company like Nintendo who are making these you know, kind of games that people feel like that doesn't uh, cater to them, they get upset that they get successful. Where a game, something like uh, like Journey, for example, you know, it, it was a critical acclaimed game that, and it did good. But if you put Journey against Super Mario Galaxy, people are going to talk more about how Super Mario Galaxy changed the landscape. Yes, Journey is beautiful, but Galaxy continues to sell. And Journey, you know, it, it's so what it needs to sell, but it's not something that stands out like Galaxy. And people get upset about that. Um, they have a feeling that something that when it comes from Nintendo, that is sometimes going to be a hit. And it's not always, you know, it's not always that way. Um, because the games are easier to make and cheaper to make on Wii. They could put all these games and their resources into something of or you know something cheaply produced put it on the Wii and see if the money's going to roll it or not where at that time you kind of got to realize that if you put a game out if the developer put a game out on PS3 or 360 it was a 50/50 chance that game will be successful and they had to sell a certain number just to make that money back where something like Let's say uh, a boy his block, you know, from way forward. Let's say that just sold ten thousand copies. That game might actually make way forward money compared to something like uh, like the Last Guardian or something. Not the Last Guardian, um, the Last of Us. If the Last of Us wasn't successful as it was, that could have probably hurt Naughty Dog in a big way. Or if you look at EA, that some of their games that came out like. They just released one title, like pan, something from Pandemic. Uh, they they released one title, and then they end up closing because they spent all their resources and all that money to a game that they thought was good, but nobody picked up. So why is a high produ production or produced game is not making their money back, but something like, like I said, Boy in the Block for we you know that looks it looks beautiful but it's really kiddie and stuff why is it making that company money 
Um, and p- some people just wouldn't understand. And some people are, like I said, hardcore gamers. They are, are upset about that. That, you know, oh, I won't play that game because it's too kiddie. Or I won't play that game because it's on a Nintendo product. They need to bring Mario over to Xbox and, where it would sell, sell better. Well, actually, it wouldn't. You know, a lot of people still argue that Nintendo should go third party, which I'll talk about a little bit later also. Um, but because Nintendo makes such great games and their games continue to continue to sell, they might people don't realize that you know Kirby for for Wii or Wii U could be at a high price still right now. It might have only sold maybe let's say fifty thousand copies. Just being honest, just use that as an example. Selling 50,000 copies. What a lot of people don't realize that in retail, that game sells over time. You know, people still ask about Kirby on Wii U and still ask about Kirby on Wii. And those games could have been years that came out. And people would still want it for their kids because their kids are asking for it. Where something as popular as Grand Theft Auto V, yeah, it made us money when it came back. But nobody's buying that game anymore or even talking about that game anymore. You know, it like I said, it made us money, but it doesn't continue to sell like some of the Nintendo games has done. And on the Wii, you know, still Mario Kart on Wii are, is still selling. Mario Kart 8 on Wii U is still selling. But I really want to focus more on Wii. Games on Wii that people, you know, they haven't had the money to upgrade to a new system yet are still buying those Wii games, are still going on Amazon, are still party ordering for Nintendo, are still realizing, you know, this price is still, like, as a used copy, 40 bucks still, or thirty five ninety nine still for Mario Kart 8 or Super Mario Galaxy. Well, not really Galaxy because it's 20 bucks now. But people are still buying these old games for their system compared to where... Like I said, Grand Theft Auto, it made us money, but nobody's talking about it and nobody's really playing it. If it does go on sale, if it's really cheap, then people will probably pick it up and play. But even when it came out, I don't even think it did a big splash when they did the PS4 and Xbox One version. Well, you know, that's just me. Um, We had big ideas, but failed execution. And people criticize Nintendo for that. That you know, with this with this remote, there should have been a lot of games, but it didn't execute well. You know, everybody was thinking of lightsabers uh, fights with uh, for Star Wars, and so we got you know the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, and people got really tired because they had to you know wave their hands around and um, and other things that's in the game in the game, but you know. With the one of one aspect of the motion control, with you having making the Wii mode feel like you have a sword in your hand, a lot of people feel like, well, if I just swing it this way or swing that way, you know, I should just I'll be able to defeat the enemy. No, the AI is smart. You have to use the game mechanics that they give you. If they said that something's this way, you might want to try slicing this way, and so you know. But because it was too much, a lot of people didn't like it. So even though that was a big idea, you know, playing golf or, you know, playing tennis, boxing, like like something that makes the body active. You know, it was a big idea, but sometimes because it makes your body tired, if you don't exercise normally, uh, people would get, you know, they would feel like, you know, the execution of it wasn't 
was it good or easier on the body? Because you're not you're not a person. If you're a person that don't do use those, use your body and are having that kind of exercise that's needed for a game like that or or any particular game like that, your body is not going to be able to respond well. You know, you're not used to it. So if you're if you're not a person who dance dance that much, you're gonna be like if you play just dance or you know on the Wii, um, you might feel like the execution of it is is not uh, reading your movements, but it may be reading your movements, but you, your timing might be off, or you're just running out of breath doing the same easy basic step, or just even moving even moving your body. Um, the split gamers and loving the company still, and for a son to stop supporting them in general. Uh, and the we did that. The you know some people held up with the GameCube. You know they felt like that there was a that was a system that people still love to this very day. And I love the GameCube. You know it offered diverse things of games. Um, but when Nintendo changed their outlook on video games and how they were going to handle the market, that you know. Because they, I think people gamers were spoiled with the PS3 and 360 with these next gen graphics. Seeing the stuff on Wii, people were just like Nintendo's just recycling the same, you know, the same system, but just a little bit stronger and stuff. So, and with that, you know, they don't have that third party that's going to give them a Grand Theft Auto, that's going to give them a Call of Duty, that's going to give them uh, a Need for Speed, or to go, you know, they're going not going to give them like a Mass Effect or stuff, you know, not big games or things on the Wii because it, the hard where it's not powerful enough to handle the graphics and the vision that those companies have. So that ended up splitting a lot of the gamers in the community. I love the Wii. I have no problem with it. I I always have fun and I love when I have fun with friends and stuff. You know, I play Resident Evil 4 with my friends uh with the Wii and a lot of them got scared and but I soldiered through on because I was just like this game is fun to me. Um and surprisingly that yeah, it was a GameCube game. Um and so the uh, the Wii version should be almost the exact same thing, which is a little bit, you know, cleaner and faster with this graphics. Um, but for some people, like I said, they, they just stopped loving the company after the Wii because they felt very let down and disappointed that Nintendo didn't go on the route as everybody else. And that was, that was probably one of the major things that a lot of people were kind of thinking of why would nintendo split themselves away from the gamers or dedicated gamers that supported them to make something that does cater to their need you know i want to play those big third-party games i want to play you know though that exclusive stuff and nintendo doesn't have it and that's how some people felt and they were just like you know what i love them they make a great handheld but for consoles i can't do it anymore you know i i tried this remote and i just want to play a game where i can sit on the couch and just press buttons you know 
for some people, that's how they are. That's how they want to be. But Nintendo's just like, hey, you still can sit on the couch and, you know, wave your arms around. But, you know, if you really want to get into the game and have fun with friends, it's always cool to just pass that controller around and or, you know, standing up boxing with your friend and stuff like you guys are actually boxing. You know, envisioning yourself in the game in a safe space while having fun you know we're not trying to compete with microsoft we're not trying to compete with sony or third party and stuff because during that time definitely you know with psn being hacked um xbox 360 the system's breaking down like you know with the chips and stuff like and everything you still only had a select few of games that you were going to play um, not apply. I mean, to play. And yes, you had the Blu-ray and uh, your PS4 or PS3. But when your PS3 or your even your PS2, when it turns into a DVD machine and you spend all that money, it doesn't matter what games that you plan on buying for buying for something. You know, for the system, the system didn't do its job for you. Because you lost interest in buying games for that system. Where, at least with Wii, you had a variety of games that you could get and play with. The criticism that comes comes from it still is that it didn't cater to certain gamers' needs. And I feel like if if you're going to criticize them for the Wii and you never touched it, you know, I, I, some people's like, well, I went to a friend's house and play. I feel like the Wii offered so much stuff with Retro Console with the games that were on the system. You know, Normal Heroes 2 is a wonderful game that everybody should play. Um, Resident Evil uh, 4, the Wii version, the Wii edition, that, that's a great game to play. Um, New Super Mario Brothers for Wii. You know, the 3DS introduced... I'm not the 3DS. The DS introduced that system. um, But, you know, playing it with four other people with with that great level design, you know, it shows if you can work as a team or if you guys are going to hate yourselves or hate each other after you get done playing, you know. It just it just brought a little different things, you know, turning it to the sideways, playing virtual console games, uh, going on the menu screen and going to vote and seeing what people think and stuff like that. It offered a lot of bit, uh, offer a lot of bit. It offered so much that a lot of people just overlooked it and just seeing graphics, and because of those graphics, they don't want it. Um. GameCube error graphics and unable to play some games with the GameCube controller and breaking equipment felt that the system was for kids. Um, now the breaking equipment is actually like throwing the Wii when you're bowling or swinging a bat, you know, uh, when you're actually doing movement for that. Uh, people, you know, criticize Nintendo, uh, even, even though Nintendo put the strap on and just be like, hey, you guys don't have to go bunkers. You don't have to go buck wow or anything. You know, you guys can just do a little bit of movement and it'll go. I know for me, definitely, I didn't, I, it has never slipped off my hand or anything like that while I'm playing Just Dance or, um, or just, you know, boxing with my friend and stuff. I never had that kind of problem and stuff. Uh, now, I will say though that for some people, uh, for which I don't know why they would do that that if you know that you're playing a video game 
your body shouldn't have to react to extreme levels. Like when you're driving or playing something on the, on the controller or something, you lifting it up or putting it to the side and stuff, it's not going to get you out of that situation of getting hit or crashing or something like that. You literally go, just have to be smart enough where uh, you need to avoid stuff like that. So when I come back, uh, I'm going to be talking about not giving us the gains that we demand. Uh, that's been one of the big criticisms people have for Nintendo. So when I come back, we'll we be talking about that. some and get some words get some letters oh i know i'm sorry about that everybody for um the air thing uh but uh getting back to the uh show um not giving us the games that we demand um i talked like i said i was talking i talked a little bit about this with my world what one crew and I have got to say that uh, we have different opinions and stuff. And if you guys haven't heard about World One One Podcast, uh, you need to check us out. Uh, me, Larry Giver, and Adrian Nieto. And I'll probably talk more about that at the end of the show. Um, but do check us out. Um, now, let's talk about the not giving us the games we demand that make people really, really criticize Nintendo. Um, not getting a Metroid that's basically Super Metroid. Everybody just wants Super Metroid for every Metroid game that came out they were pissed off the way that other m was told this story which i i could criticize nintendo about that they had poor storytelling you know left some things um just just or actually did some things just weird you can't fault for the gameplay you know a lot a lot of people don't like the you know lifting the remote and stuff to do the missiles for a lock on you're not able to move but I, I didn't have no problem with that you know i like the fact that i was able to play a game definitely by team ninja which actually started a good relationship off with nintendo with metroid other m I'm playing the game. I was just like, wow, this is really good. They know action and stuff. And like I said, they mixed two, they were able to mix 2D and 3D together. But 
for some a lot of people they just be like look we just want another super metroid um i know larry giver uh I, and i love him that's my bro him and everything uh we talked about ao2r and how he wants nintendo to work with the guy who make it and we make uh metroid 2 um, the return of Samus with that game, you know, hire him to re- to actually literally bring the game out, fix up some bugs, and bring that game out to systems. As a, uh, even if it's a download, you know, the guy put in almost nine, I think nine or ten years of of his life into that game, and even though it got a DMCA takedown, you know, the guy was fine with it, but uh. You know, the, people want a game like that. And for a lot of people, for us here in America, we love the Metroid series, but it's not a big seller in Japan. Um, we criticized Nintendo and complained about Nintendo how certain gamers, I won't say we as gamers, because like a lot those certain gamers sometimes don't speak for the whole community of Nintendo fans. Like I feel like there's a lot of gamers who say that we demand this and you guys shouldn't make that. I feel like they don't speak for me. You know, I I still am planning to get uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force. I just haven't had time to pick it up because of other games and stuff. But I am picking it up um, next week. Um, so I cannot wait. Yes, I'm going crazy game shopping next week. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Oh, The Last Guardian. Yes, that can wait for that game. Um, not Trinity Game Anniversary Speak here. So... Uh, you know, The Legend of Zelda, Metroid, uh, Mario, well, not much Mario, you know, Luigi got the year of, uh, the year of Luigi, where, you know, Zelda, you know, really didn't get anything, Metroid didn't really get anything, and these are, like, top, you know, top, uh, tier game series for Nintendo, like, people go crazy for The Legend of Zelda and for Metroid, but to see them not really get the treatment that they deserve is very problematic you know they will they will like nintendo to offer a crazy sale on the series to be like hey you know 25 years of metroid here go all the games that's available that you guys could buy, uh, play for a 25 percent discount bam there you go enjoy the series and get caught on what made these games great you know something like that you know a lot of people would be like hey you know if you know if you if you are if, if you're part of the my nintendo club and stuff and you got these points and stuff where we just want to send you guys who are lover of zelda who are lover of metroid who are lover of unicycle or whatever we want to send you guys a car we want to send you guys um, uh, a coupon or something for a, your, a new Nintendo game or something like that because it's our anniversary, so let's celebrate and stuff. Um, that, you know, people will want Nintendo to really treat this these games with a little bit more care than what they are doing. Um, uh, F Zero reboot not happening. So we had um uh, World One One. We talked about futuristic racers and. This uh, title was one of the games that we actually uh, talked about and brought up uh, about F-Zero not getting a reboot, you know, it losing its popularity. But we're loving the games. You know, we love the game like Wipeout, uh, Fast Racing Neo for Wii U. We love that stuff. Um, so why is Nintendo not giving us the F-Zero? You know, we got Captain Falcon and Smash and we got even some of his levels and stuff that just changed. But 
people wonder why are we not getting a reboot of that game now with the nintendo switch maybe um can there be a demand for f-zero do a lot of people want that demand you know and how do we tell nintendo and show nintendo that we want this game it doesn't take a you know do we have to rebuy a lot of copies of it to show the interest it's really weird on how we as nintendo gamers handle it now and it's definitely frustrating because we're this there are some people who want to who want to play this game who want a new version of this game now nintendo was probably thinking business-wise that it doesn't make sense to bring it out because it doesn't sell well but you know testing the water who knows it may actually sell well like i could say that if they did put an F-Zero out and they did put it on Switch, put it on 3DS as a trial. Make it an indie game or something. You know, have some kind of company who are good at races. The people who made F- um, Fast Racing Neo. Let them make an indie version of F-Zero for 3DS and just see how it does. Now, if the game is good and they get good press and good reviews and a lot of copies are sold, that might show the interest that we wanted. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the thing that we we question and have a problem with. Um, like I said earlier, Metroid uh, Federation Force, um, like I said, a lot of people just didn't like that game. They didn't want uh, that game. They wanted a new Metroid, 2D Metroid for 3DS probably, or, you know, a new Metroid because we didn't get one for Wii U. Um, the only time we got to play Samus was whether it's on Virtual Console on the eShop or um, we were able to play her in Smash. Like, Samus was in Smash for both 3DS and uh, Wii U for Smash Brothers. And uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force and stuff. People are just like, we want a 2D Metroid. If you're going to do it, put it on handheld. Uh, people being sick of the Mario Party games. People are just literally sick of those games. They don't want to play the mini games. They think it's too easy. Um, they keep changing the formula. Um, and I can say that, you know, I'm not a person who plays a lot of them. They were good on the N64. I had a, I have some for the GameCube. Um, I didn't pick it up for Wii and I didn't pick it up for Wii U or, or for the handhelds and stuff. Um, and I'm not saying that they're not good sis, good games and stuff. I just don't have nobody to play them with. Um, but you know the franchise changed so much and because Hudson Soft don't make them anymore because it's not around you know people are just sick of these game Mario Party games they really want the series kind of to come to an end or or take a break and be um very innovative like really change it up like make it hard to get those stars and stuff or not even make it about stars probably make it where it's something like Candyland or or something like that you know they kind of want a really board if they're going to do a board game give us a board game and some people like i said some people are sick about it um this last one star uh mario party star rush um i haven't seen a lot of people pick it up just yet i am kind of interested and i do kind of want to try it um but you know for the mario party games a lot of people just want it to stop um now why do they allow poor ports or cash in garbage on their systems and we don't we don't want these games a lot of people believe and to be honest with you that's what i agree with um 
But if they got the money and they want to put it out and Nintendo was allowing them to put it out and, you know, to have a bigger library because they don't have nothing else to fill it with, then, you know, they're going to allow it. You know, a lot of people during the Wii era saw that these games were cashing. The poor quality um, graphics that looked almost close to, like, uh, Atari game, um, buggy and everything, like, or I would say even like PlayStation and PlayStation Two era, like like very very early, like it was still in the design process and stuff. And you would just get hear games that were from unknown companies you never heard of and stuff. You'd be like, what what the world is this? And it would be so basic and so janky. Why would Nintendo allow stuff like this? You know, you had a seal of quality and you let that go. So people would criticize about that. Um, the poor ports and stuff, definitely for the Wii U, and definitely this is a big guilty thing for EA and from uh, EA and for uh, Ubisoft that they just changed uh, these games for the system for the Wii U. Um, we would love to play Need for Speed, but there's some features that you took out. Um, you gave us Mass Effect 3 without giving us the whole trilogy when the other two systems had the trilogy. And the Wii, you were able to do it. And, you know, I'm not saying that it was poor, but it was a poor decision to, to put that game out that everybody already played. You know, um, definitely with Ubisoft that, yes, you gave us Watch Dogs, but, you know, we, you got the last version of the game where, for everybody already know that the game wasn't good and it went up against Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 just destroyed it. Yeah, it sold multiple copies and stuff, but it was like that's on four systems compared to Mario Kart 8 being on one system. Uh, and just, you know, just the port of those games, just like if they definitely this brings concerns to the Switch that you know we're going to probably criticize Nintendo and third party that if this happens, if we're getting ports that are not up to snuff, why even put the game out on that system? And that gonna, that's going to be one of the things that a lot of people are going to discuss. Um, great trailers, but mediocre or just average game design for some current releases. Um, like we could we could see a beautiful trailer um and something like very fun but when we actually get into our hands you know and we might not like it and if it's going to be games that we demand for the system that we want on a nintendo system you know they can't tease us with an amazing trailer and then when, when if they decide to you know whenever it gets released and stuff and we get it in our hand and it plays like garbage it's just be like we didn't demand this you know we could cry out that yeah we won't grant if auto 5 to come to wii u because you was able to do it on ps3 and 360 so it's powerful enough to do it and what if they did bring out grand theft auto 5 and it played poorly we would be upset at rockstar and rockstar don't want to take that chance um, new Super Mario games causing fights, arguments, not fitting for older games, and region like it, and why we haven't got a Mother 3. I could, I could say i not worried about us getting Mother 3. I know some people would like it and consider it, you know, really care for it. But I'm like, we got Xenoblade Chronicles X and Xenoblade Chronicles. Do we need F-Brown 3? Like, like, do we really want that? 
or I, I would say this. Let me reword that because I, like I said, I don't want to use we. Do certain gamers want that? Does it bring uh, the collection? You know, having all three games finally in America, would that make you happy and continue to support Nintendo, or will you still be mad at them that they haven't got it to you? If I say in the region locking, I. For uh, look, a lot of us don't read Japanese. Why are we trying to get some Japanese games from from uh Japan? You know, with the region like it. The only one I could say is that uh the, the uh the one for it that came out for Wii in America, not in America, in Japan. It was like a natural disaster one, disaster report. I think it's the name of it, and uh it it was all voice acted in English and had subtitle English and stuff, but it just never never came to America. Um, th- that would probably be like the only game that I would want to play. Um, but I'm not really worried about reaching like it. I think for a lot of us, none of us don't really import like the import game has kind of changed, but for a lot of us in America, how many people are ordering a game from Japan before it comes out in America and are able to enjoy that game? Like your FPS shooter is, or uh, you know, who loves that genre is not going to import Final Fantasy 15 uh, or Dragon Quest 14 or whatever. Just using that as a, as an example before it came to America. Like, or or better yet, yeah, there's not even no FPS like ordering Persona 5 from Japan. Because the A, they don't know the language. B, that's the genre that they're not going to be into. And C, do you think they're going to try to be doing all that research to find out what the heck they're talking about and if the story is good? So with the region locking, I have no problem with that. Um, Some people do, but I guess to each their own. So when I come back, we're going to get into Amiibos. And this one might be a funny topic. And with that, everybody, I will be right back. So, 
Let's get talking about amiibos. <laughs> Ami yen boobs is what I like to call it. The beginning of dealing with a Nintendo shortage. Yes, I know about Super Mario Brothers 3 and other games, but, that, but it's the modern age. Um, the limited quantities for certain amiibos, uh, it was kind of a disaster. It was something new uh, that Nintendo was doing to get into the Toys of Life market. And we didn't fully understand what Amiibos were about and what they were going to do for us Nintendo gamers. Um, we know they would, they would be like Smash Brothers was going to be the first game. And when you scan them in, uh, your character or that character was going to be computer controlled. And you pretty much just had to use whatever you got to make that uh character learn what it needed to learn so uh and you sometimes you would be able to practice against it by fighting it and stuff but it kind of will pick up data and stuff and throughout all the wii u uh you know wii u games that allowed for me able to be used the shortages were insane uh there were lines out for certain characters. Um, if if you you were, people were calling to find out if you had certain characters, like the we train the we fit trainer, which is mind blowing, confusing. Uh, but why that one you know sold out and then people weren't able to buy another one. Um, even with uh with Punch Out uh with Little Mac sold out uh, some stores will only get like two to maybe even four because they come four in a box some companies will only not companies some stores will only get like two amiibos and stuff and the GameStop stuff oh that was just crazy during that time that because people pre-ordered these amiibos and they didn't get them they got two in the store and it was just like wait a second what you mean you only got two you, you know you guys said that we were guaranteed to get our pre-orders and stuff and it was just like hey first come first serve and it was kind of weird people were upset and were really mad you know and the people were really upset at nintendo because of how they how they allowed this to happen where it got to a point where people were ordering this from japan um a lot of people feel like the use of the amiibo was lackluster. Um, you know, trying to definitely when you're trying to collect the exclusive ones, like who, who as a grown person, were trying to be at target at four o'clock in the morning, knowing the store opens up at like maybe nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. So they guarantee, uh, uh, meeple, you know, people were treating these, get the, the people and you gotta admit people were treating the meeples like it was a midnight release or it was like the newest Star Wars movie, like Episode One. Like people were, people were and were and are, because if you look at the NES Mini, people are doing it, lining up, uh, maybe an hour or two hours, trying to get their spot, making sure that they're guaranteed to get one. And because of all these shortages and stuff, a lot of people criticized Nintendo or felt like Nintendo deserves the criticism because they weren't manufacturing enough. And, you know, it's it's never been a problem with supply and demand for Nintendo when it came to video games. But when it comes to other stuff like the NES Mini or Amiibos and stuff, that supply and demand is becomes a problem because 
they don't know how much to supply and how much the demand is because they don't allow pre-orders or they didn't allow pre-orders for certain Amiibo and for the NES Mini. You kind of had to be there and take a gamble and get what you can get. You know, and but now that a lot of time has changed and they've been able to restock everything, it has gotten too late or to the point that people don't care about it no more. That people have moved on. I'm still collecting amiibos. Um, I'm still looking out for some uh, that I need to get. And you know, I need to get a refit trainer because my sister want one. Uh, but I'm not gonna pay those uh, uh, crazy prices just to get one. It may be a store that a lot of people just don't even come come through or even think about and just be like oh they still got one of the earlier edition let me pick it up oh it's for cheap yeah let me do that uh like i said people were well you know people were burnt out on how all of this was handled uh people still want it and no matter what if it's worth the investment people will suck it up and get it um just uh while you guys are listening to this podcast today um the amiibo for the legend of zelda came out so you got link you got toon link and toon princess and you got an 8-bit link and you know those came out and probably over time people are going to buy them because they want to get those amiibos so they could be ready for the legend of zelda breath of the wild and definitely for me i'm getting mine next week i i got some on hold can't wait to get them uh but ooh, sorry about that but you know the way that earlier amiibo was handled for for almost i would say a year was problematic and nintendo uh, for some reason people felt like they don't understand how supply and demand works they don't where and i feel like nintendo don't feel like we don't want to overproduce and have all these amiibos that you guys don't want stand on the shelf you know, the expectation is that whatever amiibo they release, the customer or the gamer is going to buy each and every amiibo. That's the expectation that people think that the, that's the way that it works. But it doesn't. There are gamers who don't care about Pikmin. There are characters who are over the Mario games. Yeah, Pikachu is nice, but maybe, you know, Mewtwo is like something that they're looking forward to over Pikachu. You know, when you put something out in the market like that, where there's choice, you have to understand that there's going to be choice. Now, I can understand you putting out 30 things of 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 different characters, like 30 princesses, 30 um, sheiks, you know, 30 Ganondors. And just over time, the inventory starts looking, you know, different on what's popular, what's the least popular. You know, you might get like, okay... For this business day, we still got 25 sheiks left, but all our Ganons are gone. And didn't nobody touch, like, the princess or anything like that. Didn't, you know, Zelda or something. Uh, just, you know, for example. You know, no one touched Zelda because they don't want her. But that might all change. Like, with a sale or something, hey, buy three for 20. I'm like, buy three for 20 bucks? Yeah, let me get all that. Oh, they don't got no Ganondor. So now I got to get another Amiibo or something and find out what I like. Oh, they got or they got a restock in. Oh, they just putting them out? Let me get that Ganondor too. You know, 
all of that could change your stuff throughout the time. Like people are still buying amiibos. And even if you look at Skylanders and stuff, people are still buying it. People are, you know, finally buying the Star Wars Disney Infinity because they're stopping, they're stopping making them and stuff. But for like amiibos and stuff, Nintendo artists is still going to produce them. I think they learned, I think because it was a hot item, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, with a hot item is like that, it's going to take time to restock. And I definitely, definitely know that when it comes to uh, scalpers and stuff like that, trying to get in, uh, trying to get on in on it, I feel like, you know, just wait. Just, you know, or even collectors and stuff. Just wait. Don't spend a exuberant amount of price on some figure. You know, I haven't found a Wii U trainer. I, and like I said, if I find one and they're charging like 50 bucks, it's not worth it. You know, a lot of people, and definitely for a lot of people, they went the route of ordering it online and getting it from Japan. So, you know, there's always that option and stuff. So when I come back, you know, uh, we're going to be addressing finally the Wii U. And with that, everybody, I will be right back. Let's address the Wii U, one of my favorite systems. Um, a lot of people feel like the marketing for the Wii U was confusing. That I would give them, yes. That, you know, the marketing was kind of crazy, but I understood it, uh, what it was trying to do. Uh, barely to no third-party support after its launch. Um, and people want to blame Nintendo for that. This is the point where I have to disagree. And I talked about this on Connected and Power Block. Um, I talked to it with, uh, some of my, uh, with Adrian, Larry, and Tony on World 101. I talked this on other podcasts and stuff. When, and, and a lot of people know that I, I love Nintendo because I do. And I do defend Nintendo at times. Um, the ports were, ports were problematic, um, from the developers. They didn't spend time to learn the system, and that was unfair to me uh, as a gamer, as a consumer. That I brought the system because I felt like you, as a third party company, were able to put something that maybe PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 couldn't do, you know, or wouldn't take. You know, I'm glad that it got pers- uh, Persona 4. Um, I'm glad that it got. Uh, uh, the platinum game. Uh, oh goodness, I cannot think of it. Uh, Bayonetta two. I'm sorry about that. 
uh, I'm glad they got Bayonetta 2 as an exclusive and that Nintendo paid for it and stuff because be, because of that exclusive right there, that helped Platinum get a lot of business done. And you kind of could see it during the Wii, like almost close to the end of the Wii U's uh, life cycle that a lot of the East Coast developers, Capcom, not Konami just yet, but Capcom, Platinum, Nelco, Bandai, Tecmo, they work with Nintendo and they made profit off of them and and kind of changed the way that they helped the, the design. And when you got those games on Wii U, you were kind of astounded and be like, wow, they really put out a great title. Or they put out a decent product and stuff. Um, you know, people hated the gamepad for I don't understand why. Uh, if, you know, Nintendo is always doing something crazy and innovative. Like I said, once the Wii came out, they, they, you know, stepped away from doing, uh, the normal stuff that video game companies are known to do. Um, why people hate the gamepad? I, it felt comfortable in my hand, but I guess people felt that it was too big and there was no purpose or usefulness. Like throwing that map on there is not just, you know, really, uh, design. But you kind of, kind of think that Nintendo party was trying to think outside the box and wanted to do more. And third party, they didn't have confidence to try anything to see what, how they could be imag- imaginative. And I know it's a business system stuff, but I'm just like, well, you got were closing developers that you brought out into your company and their games that you set on the couch didn't do well you could have spent like half of that budget or something making an indie game and putting it on Wii U and doing creative stuff with the game uh gamepad but they just didn't do it uh, now that that's out the way were people happy to support it I think so you know, yeah, it didn't sell big as the other systems and it doesn't have a big library. But, you know, regardless of uh, regardless of what people think, there are some terrific titles on there. The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, a lot of people are getting their kids to play and the kids are enjoying it. Parents are, you know, parents are playing it. Just be like, this game still looks beautiful. And, you know, from the GameCube day, it's just seeing how it looks like artwork. I still love the soundtrack. I love the box design. I, I love the adventure of it. People are still taking the back on how just awesome that game is, how it's a classic. Like I said, Bayonetta 2, hands down, perfect 10, and deserve game of the year. You know, of course, Shovel Knight now is on all other platforms, but playing it on the Wii U, I'm like, goodness gracious you know whether you play it on pc 3ds or wii u playing that game on the wii u just like made me so happy because it really gave that 8-bit authentic feel to it and stuff um regardless of reviews a lot of games continue to sell and people are still buying the system and using the gamepad as a remote under delayed games and the unpolished content uh so like i said earlier uh Watch Dogs 2, and, but like, you know, Raven Legends couldn't sell on GameCube, I mean, not GameCube, on Wii U if it stayed exclusive to Wii U. You know, if it stayed, stayed like that, I think the game would have sold well. Uh, while their used games are still at a high price compared to other titles on different platforms, Nintendo games always are going to be at a high price. They're, even when they're used, they're going to be like, yeah, you're going to pay 30 to 40 bucks for it because of 
I would say, you know, a lot of people who do buy the games, they don't really turn Nintendo games in because if you turn a Nintendo game in and you don't buy it digitally now, it becomes one of the hardest title, hardest uh, things to find. Finding that physical copy for some uh, some Nintendo or NES or GameCube or uh, the N64 or even the Wii, like a lot of those titles that become hard to find, the the collectors are going to charge if you want it. You know, just look at it as this way: if you own a Sega Sega salary and you bought Panzer Dragoon, you the you know the original version, the first game that came out for it you would never sell that game. And if you do sell that game, like trade it, trade it in, you are crazy because that game goes for a high, high price. And that's how the way people view Nintendo games that at a very high price, uh, you know, you're going to get a great quality thing about it. Now, uh, it will go down to history as the drink ass, of course. Uh, criticizing Nintendo for the Wii U, I, that's something that I feel like you can't do. You could say that, yeah, it had its problems. You could say that, you know, the third party wasn't on, was, you know, should have been on there, but wasn't. And Nintendo didn't go out and get that third party. But you cannot look at your library. If you own a Wii U and you at least own maybe 10, 25 games for that system that you have not traded in, and I know most of it will be first party, you cannot deny that you had a good time and that those games are polished. You didn't do, you didn't need 16,000 patches to fix it. It didn't come broken when you played it. Um, it, it still looks good today on your day. Like, if you pop in Super Mario 3D World right about now, you would be like, yeah, goodness, this game is still gorgeous. Bayonetta 2, I feel like it's still, still gorgeous. And, and the way that it runs and all that stuff that's happening, the use of the colors and stuff, Raven Legends, just, oh, it's just so mind-blowing. And I even complained that I wish THQ was still around to exclusively give Nintendo uh, the Blob 3. I think it would have looked beautiful and just automatically perfect on the Wii U. But unfortunately THQ went out of business and we didn't get it. Um I'm glad that we did get Dark Siders and uh Dark Siders too. Um I'm glad that we got that. Uh I wish we would have got Tomb Raider. I you know kinda I kinda wish that Square Enix would have put a RPG on that system. Yes, Bravely Default changed the uh really made money for Square because they like I said, Square Soft uh Square Enix didn't think that game was gonna sell and it made them buku bucks. It's on the toe. Final Fantasy There's a Rhythm, that would have been awesome on uh Wii U. Or a Chrono Trigger of on Wii U. Chrono Trigger There's a Rhythm, a secret of mana. Like Square Enix could have went there. Um I we didn't get a Dragon Quest that Dragon Quest Ten online, but you know I'm I'm kind of fine with that. I I would have you know what if they re would have released Dragon Quest Eight on Wii U instead of 3DS, it would have been an automatic buy for me. I mean it's still an automatic buy now, but I feel like the Wii U did a lot. And I still play it today. I'm glad that I owned it. It did not disappoint me from the first time I played it. That I had it had it in my hands. Um, 
I cannot wait for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. If that's the game that it's going to go off of, then that's fine. You know, the indie, the indie games on the Wii U are fantastic. Um, that's, if they're not on Xbox One or PS4 or anything like that, and they're only just on Wii U, they are fantastic. So I don't feel like the Wii U is, was a disaster. It might have confusing marketing and barely no third party support, but you, like I said, you kind of got to admit that it is a great system and i feel like even when they start producing the system and all of it's gone i think people are going to get to be like you know what i really wish i had a wii u let me see if i can find one and if they do find one and they i play the games and they really enjoyed it you know sometimes some people say like i should you know be kicked in my butt or my nuts or whatever or should be hit in my head and stuff because i should have played this at the time that it came out but viewpoints change and you know we all change and stuff so when i come back i'm going to get into the final section and then i'm going to do some plugs and then let you guys enjoy a weekend and with that i will be right back So let's address the many problems bringing many fears. The assertion that the Switch will experience shortages like the NES Mini, short supply for high demand. Although most of the games are virtual console, most people want their kids to experience what they played as kids and eBay scalpers. Uh, being in a rush to get one, knowing that restock, uh, being in a rush to get to get one, knowing that restocks will happen. Uh, and then I'm going to get into the last last, last part of it. But I just want to uh, bring those points up and stuff. Uh, because a lot of people fear uh, about the mini NES classic. Like, they won't get one. So, when I say that they, they're they using this as an example that this will happen to the Nintendo Switch. I think Nintendo, and depending on NVIDIA and their chip... If they're able to manufacture a lot of them, uh, or they put it on a pre-sale and stuff, you know, if they as long as they continue to supply it, uh, and I think they will be able to do that uh, with the Nintendo Switch, as long as they're able to keep up with the supply, uh, th- there's no worries. I think with the Nintendo Mini is that, they didn't expect a lot of people to buy something like that because you kind of got to realize that only a few people bought the Wii U. So there's a, they probably was testing the wires to see like how many people are willing to buy this NES mini. 
you know, to try these 30 games and stuff. Cause pretty much definitely for me and like I own one. Um, but most of the games that's on it, I played and I beat it, you know? So I'm not really worried about, you know, opening it up. Like I still have it in the boxes and everything. Um, I'm not really worried about playing most of the games on there. Like even Super C and stuff. I'll be like, well, I'd rather play, you know, Contra Rebirth over Super C. I would love to play the first Contra, but you know, I beat that so many times with and without the cheat code. So I don't have a problem with some of the games that's on here, but it's, it's kind of not for me. I got it because I love Nintendo and I love the nostalgia factor of it, you know, um, and it, you know, it's just something cool to have in my opinion. Um, the eBay scalpers, I'm just like, I'm not going to pay your ridiculous price because over time when people do pick it up and Nintendo restocks it, it's going to be slow and not many people are going to buy it. So when it happens and I'm able to get another one, I'll just go and get another one. And, and I'll be fine with that. So I'm uh, for the eBay scalpers. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, being in a rush to get uh, to get one, knowing that they're going to be restocks. Yeah, I know at the beginning, at this time, that when the restocks do happen, they're going to go out fast. And I, you know, a lot of people have been asking when are you going to get some more? When are you going to get some more? And a lot of retail people just don't know um, when uh, when they're going to get it or how many they're going to get. So, you know, just don't. I should say that at this moment, if you don't get one, don't worry about it. I know it's the holidays, it's the Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. If you don't celebrate it at all. Um, eventually it's going to come a time where you'll be able to get one and still enjoy those games if not pick the games that you know that you're going to play and if you already own them on wii u play those right there i know the the lightning and emulation may be better but i'm just like the experience still doesn't change the your skills doesn't change just because something looks better doesn't mean that it is better as usual uh, will pre-order settle the problem? Has it settled anything? No, not really. I, even if you you have problems pre-ordering the Amiibos, so what makes you think that pre-ordering a Nintendo Mini, if it did, if it did come out, was going to sell on it? You know, what if you had seventy-five pre-orders and then the only six? Uh, system comes comes out. So the first six people who come in with their pre-orders are going to get the system. What are they going to do with the other? Uh, like 69 people like you know that, that that would be up to like how would you be able to handle that and stuff um and i feel like you know with pre-orders it hasn't settled anything it just let the companies know that you're interested in getting their game and if it comes out and you buy it day one it is what it is uh and so yeah I, like i said i have the many but most games i played on and beat it so should they be criticized with everything that that I just said and everything that I complete that you do know, um, do Nintendo deserve our criticism? And for that, I, uh, and this is coming my, for my viewpoint because of growing up with Nintendo and buying their products and knowing that, uh, how they not knowing how they fully run their business, but, being through uh all of this stuff that they have um 
I, I think there are some things that you can criticize them about. Now, I wouldn't fully criticize them to the point where I want to not be a Nintendo fan ever again and stop supporting them. I've I've never gotten to that point. I've always been a, a defender of Nintendo, but like I defend Microsoft and I defend Sony. I defend a lot of these third party game, the uh, third party. Yeah, I might say that this game that they make is trash and garbage and it's atrocious. I might uh, my verbiage might be hard to hear, but it's and is that's my opinion. But I can't deny that there are some good things that they do in other games that they do perfectly. You know, there are some works that a company has done. I might not like Grand Theft Auto Five. I think that's the that game is buggy, the story is confusing, and whatever. But Max Payne Three, I give Rockstar that credit because they were able to tell a story, and the level design is good. I love Max and the way that he looks. I I, I like this everything in that game screams screams a movie, very cinematic. Where Grand Theft Auto Five, I feel like it loses itself. Um, even I can have my even with uh Gears of War Four. And uh, you checked me out on podcast connecting and stuff. You know, I, you know, Kyle Wade, my third boss, uh, he gave it a perfect ten on for a review. I gave it a nine, and I gave you my appearance about it. I'm not saying that it's not a good game or anything like that. I feel like Titanfall Two is better uh, than Gears uh, Gears of War Four, um, but. You know, I I I would give Microsoft because I had I had a problem with the first Gears. I literally did. I thought the controls was terrible. Um, I thought the action was the the gameplay was boring. The you know I I had problems with it until I played the Ultimate Edition and I talked to uh, my other guys, uh, FD Cantu and Kyle Deuce from uh, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And you guys can check that episode on, on SoundCloud or for Optional Opinion. Um, and the anonymous video network.poppy.com. Um, you can check that old episode and hear us here have hear that discussion that we had. Um, you know, it took a while for me to get it. So when I played Gears Four, I definitely enjoyed it. You know, and I criticized I criticized Gears because it, I feel like it lost its way, and that's kind of how sometimes I feel like about uh, I feel like Nintendo. There are certain things that Nintendo do that they sh- that they should be criticized on, call them out on their stuff. You know, get them on their bad business practice. You know, if you want to yell and scream about them about the NES Mini, I can understand the short the the shortage and of the supply and demand like that's confusing people really want the system but nintendo only could do what they could do to produce these uh the system they gotta try to do you gotta think of it like this way it's 50 states and there's so many retail stores and online places that they have to fill uh, and definitely if it's, uh, if it's in Europe, definitely it's in, in Japan and stuff, there's just so much that they going to have to do. And they hope that the return that when they do give it to the companies, that the return, the profit of it is there. Like if they send you, send a store 250, uh, copies of the NES mini, is 250 people going to continually buying them? Like, are they going to buy them out in one day? You know? 
it, you know, there's just things that Nintendo think about business wise. You know, not to overproduce, not to un. I mean, even though it might seem that they may have to underproduce, you know, there could be shortages at the factory. There could be so many reasons that we personally do not know. So I definitely I I don't criticize criticize them. I don't like I, uh there there are some things that I do have a problem a problem about with Nintendo. But I like I said I don't criticize them to the point where I don't want to be a fan of their of them that I don't want to buy their systems or stuff like that. I like I don't scrutinize them or anything like that. I don't criticize them too. I like I said that like I don't want to be a fan and I'm very opinionated. Yes, I'm defend Nintendo and stuff like that but I feel like you know if I'm going to criticize them just like optional opinion I'm going to give my opinion but I'm always going to give some options to it if you're going to criticize them make sure that the options that you give them makes sense of course a Nintendo is not going to hear none of it b it's our frustration and anger that are making us criticize and stuff and see if you want stuff to get through to Nintendo don't buy their products don't just don't buy their products now yes that contradicts of to the point where criticizing where you don't want to not be a fan of theirs and or buy their products and stuff but if you're going to be if you're going to stand by what you say and not support them because they didn't meet uh supply and demand then stick by that strongly you know stick by stick by that to the point where you know, you're not disgusted when other people are talking about it. Because the moment you say, well, I'm kind of interested in that, that defeats your whole purpose on studying against them. Or that, that defeats your purpose of your criticism about them. Yes, you could criticize, you pretty much could criticize anybody. But like I said, give some options for it. Nintendo, you know, deserves the criticism, and you rightfully so. But do it in a man, do it in a manner that you realize that if it's coming out of anger and an anger and frustration, when you if you finally get what you was criticizing, being upset about, when you finally get it, will you be able to resolve? Will you be able to continue your life? Because there's some people who are just get up in arms over city little stuff and continue just to criticize and criticize and criticize and don't do nothing about it you know i like i said i personally don't have i'd pretty i uh how do i say this i'm sorry um i don't criticize them to the fact like i said that i'm not a fan i said that many a times but if i'm going to be critical of nintendo i would just say that you know I'm going to support them and whatever they do. And I'm going to try out their games before I make an opinion. And I don't want people criticizing Nintendo on my behalf. If I'm going to criticize Nintendo, that should come from me personally. And and that's just the way that I feel. So should they be criticized? If you and your personal feeling that they should be, do it. For me, personally, I can't. 
I just can't criticize them because I have I have got so much enjoyment and entertainment out of them as a company, and I still watch their Nintendo Directs. I still watch Ear uh, Iwata and stuff. I still buy a lot of their games, and it might seem kitty, it might seem unbalanced and broken to a lot of gamers, but I I. I've no I've played some worse games than what the average Nintendo game you can talk about. If trust me, I've played some garbage. I I'm not saying rocks I'm not saying Grand Theft all the five garbage. I'm talking literally talking about some trash can garbage. And I could be critical about that. And at the time when I played that game, I wasn't able to offer an opinion or, I mean, well, I could offer my opinion. I didn't have a, I was able to offer, offer, uh, some options, but now that I can, ooh, good googly monkey. Um, so when I come back after this break, I will be giving this to some plugs and you guys will be, uh, will be going after that. So I'll be right Just got a couple of things to plug. The plugs. <laughs> couple of things to plug. And then I will let everybody enjoy their week. Enjoy their weekend. Um, I really want to hear what everybody thinks about this. Should Nintendo be criticized? Um, you can email the show at myop2comment at yahoo.com. N-Y-O-P, the number two. <sighs> C-O-M-M-E-N-T at yahoo.com. I'm sorry. My nose is kind of getting stuffed up. Um, you can hear optional opinion at the anomalous radio network.popping.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. You can follow me on Twitter at that retro code, T H A T R E T R O C O D E. Um, you can check out my Let's Learn series on uh, the lyrical one on uh, Twitch. I will be getting back into that. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody, that I have been away from that, but I do want to stream more and I do want to teach more. Uh, so that will be coming uh, soon. Um, you can also listen to my other podcast, The Deluded Geeks, on the Anonymous Radio Network. And you can find and like us on Facebook. Uh, the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. You can like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. And subscribe to them on YouTube also at HH Podcast Show. <clears throat> 
Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, World One One Podcast. I do it with my good friends, Larry Giver and Adrian Nieto and Tony Zilakakis, our West Coast correspondent. Uh, we talk video games and just we're a professional. Oh, no, pro, not professional. Sorry about that. We're a train wreck of, train wreck of, prof- uh, we're a train wreck of professionalism. <laughs> I love just doing, I love podcasting, whether I make a mistake or not. It, I love keeping it raw and real. Um, and you guys can check that, uh, check us out at archive.org, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Um, if you are a member and you follow me on, uh, SoundCloud for optional opinion, you do get World One One Podcast automatically too. So, uh, do, uh, follow us on Facebook at World One One Podcast. Uh, email us at, uh, World One One Podcast at gmail.com. We do have a Twitter, I think at World One One Podcast. Um, I would give more into that We just started so I don't have the full Info just yet But if you want to follow us on Twitter If you can find us at World 101 Podcast Or at World 101 Just look it up and stuff Um, Simon's Cake Podcast At simoncake.wordpress.com Where you can hear the podcast Which is also on iTunes Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter At Simon's Cake And subscribe to them on YouTube also At Simon's Cake on on YouTube. Um, the Digital Nerd Advocate Network, you can check it out at the DNA Network.net and you can see and hear many of the podcasts like DNA Power Block, DNA Road Gone, uh, Rose Gone Wild, um, the DNA Podcast, and more. Uh, you can hear more on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Like us on Facebook and follow on Twitter at the DNA Network and subscribe on YouTube. I am part of the DNA Network. Um, that's held, uh, done by Corey, uh, Derek and his crew um and i just i really want to thank them i do write uh video game blogs on there uh so you could catch my 40 days of destiny journal uh journey of journalism uh journalism uh it's actually called destiny the 40 days of journey and journal uh i am on week three and week four will be coming out soon because i'll have a lot to talk about uh so you can follow us on like i said on twitter uh check out the dna network dot uh dot net uh page and just you know check out check out all our works uh all our work and stuff um cory does a do does do vlogs on there on his youtube page on the dna youtube page so do check that out also team nerd team n3rd kyle wait that's kyle wait network this is my third boss i have another boss to everybody uh you can check him out and uh in his youtube channel uh team nerd um i am a part of it so do subscribe to the youtube channel at team nerd that's t-e-a-m the uh and the letter three not the letter the number three rd so that's t-e-a-m and three rd uh you can follow kyle on twitter at underscore my name is kyle and team nurse facebook page you can listen to us on podcast connected check out our reviews and let's plays and watch kyle's vlogs on fridays and more um, if you guys do check it out, um, I have the Titanfall 2 review and, uh, so do check it out here. My, uh, review score about that and coming up, hopefully in the coming weeks, um, I will have a review for Watch Dogs 2. So do check that out. Uh, NBC Video Game Book Club. Come and join us on Facebook and join in, in the discussion. Check out our past discussions on YouTube. Bohawks, uh, B-O-J-O-X-Z. Um, uh, we are playing, um, uh, 
uh, a 3DS game this month. Um, they should be getting ready to do a discussion about Eternal Darkness and uh, Gun Vault. That's what we're playing this month. Of uh, or that's what they play for November was Gun Vault. But I think we'll be, we'll start playing a new game this month for December. Uh, Secret Friends Unite. You can check out their podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Friends U and subscribe to their YouTube page Secret Friends Unite. Check out Phoenix Overdrive's content via YouTube at youtube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or subscribe to a to them via SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music by searching for Nerd Overdrive. You join their face, uh, join the discussion via Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Phoenix Overdrive Nation or tweet them at phx underscore overdrive or tweet their official, you know, uh, uh, you can just tweet them there. Sorry about that. Uh, podcast at nerd underscore overdrive. Uh, for their extra life efforts, check them out at facebook.com slash finish overdrive or check out our, their extra life team page at extra, uh, extra dash life dot org slash team slash finish overdrive 16 rise above. And also check out their Twitch uh, channel at twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive where they also do their, uh, where they do Nerd Overdrive podcast. Life of Gaming, you can find them on their website, lifeofgaming.net, where you can check out their podcast there and SoundCloud. Follow them on Twitter at Life of Gaming Pod and subscribe to them on YouTube, Life of Gaming. They are back. They made a comeback. Uh, Chris, uh, Josh Brent, who's like my special guest. I love Josh very much. If you guys, I'm sorry about the audio. I want to apologize for the heavy rain audio on my part. Josh was good, but my part, um, it was, I didn't know that it was that low and it sounded that weird. Um, but I do apologize. I hope you guys did enjoy it. But Josh Brent, thank you for coming in. And I think Joe is his name, uh, for the host of Life of Gaming. Um, uh, PlayStation Enthusiasts, check out their website at PlayStationEnthusiasts.com and on YouTube at PlayStation Enthusiasts. Follow them on Twitter at PS Enthusiasts. I know Josh Brent also writes for a new uh, site. Uh, if you heard, listen to the Heavy Rain, he, you can follow find the information there. Um, I, did, again, did, I forgot to put it in my plug notes. So, uh, Josh Brent, if you, if you do listen to this, I love you, man. I'm sorry. Uh, but I will be able to plug you next time and I will have an my notes for people to check your work out because you do amazing work um like i said you can email the show at my to comment at yahoo.com follow me on twitter at that retro code read the optional opinion blogs on ign.com under anime e-n-i-m-e and you can find my other series the moment ice at skirmishfrogs.com s-k-i-r-m-i-s-h-f-r-o-g-s.com um new content will be coming up there also uh come see me on twitch and subscribe at the lyrical one and watch my let's learn series um also check out my amazing friend adam 
uh, Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Fallen Little Angel and see him rock out some great games. Just subscribe there and follow him on Twitter at F underscore Little underscore Angel and subscribe to him on YouTube at Fallen Little Angel. Uh, check out my other talented friend, Amanda, and check her exceptional beaded video game work at donttripparlor.tumblr.com and purchase some of them at etsy.com slash ca slash shop slash don't trip perler beads you can follow her on twitter at rudoku uh, to learn more and also lastly but not least check out my outstanding friend fuet on youtube at henshin a no go henshin a, henshin a go go <laughs> and subscribe and follow him on twitter at henshin underscore a underscore no go and with that, everybody, that is my plug. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. I'm so glad to be back. I will be having the rest of the episodes this month and, of course, into the new year. Um, I'm trying to get some photo stuff together uh, so I can have a new uh, picture for the podcast. Um but a bunch of game awards will be happening next year so there's some games I do have to be catching up on and I really want to play them fully before I start doing my nominations and titles and with that everybody I hope you have a great weekend get some great gaming uh, in I know Final Fantasy 15 came out uh, Super Mario 3D uh, Super Mario Maker for 3DS is out today uh, do pick that up give it a try if you're having if you haven't played it on Wii U um and The Last Guardian comes out next week. I have tons and tons of games that I bought for Black Friday. And I'm finishing up Watch Dogs 2. But with that, everybody, thank you. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy family, friends. If you're working, um, make that money. Get the meals paid so you can have a great Christmas. Great Hanukkah. Great holiday. Great whatever. And with that, everybody, I am out. Peace.